0: These times have also shown how businesses are going to be valued in the future based on resilience. And resilience comes out of innovation and entrepreneurship. And if you put all of those together, the best businesses who are going to be valued at the highest levels are the businesses, just not on corporate governances and just not on the financial credibility, but on the resilience they show in times of crisis.
1: very excited to be talking to you and uh, and you have been with Amway for the last 22 years uh, one has to begin with this what has it meant to be with Amway since it's uh, beginning in india since last 22 years
0: i mean uh, thank you for asking that question and uh, it, it's been a great journey uh, a journey of obviously growing along with the the organization, growing along with the with the with the consumer brand. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody gets an opportunity, uh, you know, to to uh, introduce uh, a brand into India. Make sure that the Indian consumer understands uh, the brand and what how uh, socially and economically, uh, not only the brand as well as the Amway, uh, you know, opportunity is something which will be embraced by the Indian society. So, I mean, it's been a wonderful uh, journey of uh, the last 22 years, uh, developing infrastructure, uh, you know, engaging with consumers, getting their insights, thinking more local. I think that's been a key journey and making sure our global um, competencies are relevant for India. And then we look at what needs to be done in India differently to make sure that we are uh, evolving as an organization. Making sure also that the direct selling industry, which is so new, uh, you know, as far as India is is concerned, is understood, uh, appreciated, uh, recognized and considered credible. Uh, So I'm in uh, a a great journey over a period of time and lots of uh, personal learnings for me.
1: What has been your learning operating in India and with direct selling? uh, Have you seen it evolve the understanding and what are some of the, you know, on-ground learning uh, doing this?
0: I think the first is how uh, in, in an emerging economy in India, uh, you differentiate a legitimate, credible uh, direct selling players with pyramid and Ponzi schemes. And therefore, you know, making sure uh, that all the key stakeholders, whether it be at the central level, whether it be the state level, whether it be the enforcement level, all develop a high sense of understanding of the key nuances in the business. So, I mean, that was the first thing uh, which was prioritized. And thanks to the government of India today, we have uh, an- been announced uh, the, the guidelines uh, for direct selling uh, by the Ministry of Consumer Affairs. So we finally got a home. Uh, but obviously, it's a, it's a long road ahead. Uh, there are so many progressive steps being taken by the government towards ease of doing business, and especially uh, when retail is more uh, to be uh, you know, done at the state level. Uh, right. It requires a very close understanding of, of how uh, the, the players can benefit. And more importantly, I think the focus is on the interest of the consumers and how uh, players like us, along with direct sellers who are our distributors, uh, provide value finally to the consumer. Um, and I think, uh, you know, uh, India needs economic like activity now. Uh, more than ever before and and obviously we all know it needs at all levels so I'm very proud uh, that over these 22 years you know we have built uh, a team of uh, health and wellness and beauty consultants uh, who we call our distributors uh, who provide these uh, wellness solutions Uh, there are 550,000 of them uh, who engage with us who order with us online uh, and through the infrastructure which we have created for them and uh, you know promote uh, through self-endorsement, through personal recommendation, uh, you know, the benefits of uh, nutraceuticals uh, and 60% of them are women. And in, in a way, it's about not only about micro entrepreneurship, the larger purpose is also women empowerment. So, so highly engaging process, a highly empowering process and, 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 and I'm really proud to be part of this entire industry living the same in India.
1: Do you see a change in your business, the way you operate? Because now it is tough to operate, you know, just purely offline. So do you see some changes happening?
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and I think uh, the, the disruption provides uh, a huge opportunity. Uh, I mean, for all, uh, you know, businesses. And, and the biggest opportunity I see is to make uh, the online the new offline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether it be in terms of the shopping experience, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, training solutions, uh, you know, whether it be how we engage and provide experiences and enhance the value, uh, you know, what our, uh, distributors bring to the consumers. I mean, it's, it's been a huge digital transformation and, uh, you'll not, uh, believe, I mean, we operate to close to about, you know, 150 stores in the country and with the, with the lockdown, uh, everything uh, almost came to zero. Uh, but within 15 days, we were able to move uh, most of our business online. It's, uh-huh. been a, it's been a slow and steady uptake. Obviously, it's a huge behavior change. Uh, and especially in tier three, tier four. But let me, in those towns and in those cities, the micro entrepreneurship is flourishing. And people now from a behavior standpoint have accelerated the adoption towards digital even more. Um, again, you know, uh, uh, recommending products, absolutely moving from home parties, uh, you know, to social, uh, platforms and this has been a sea change. So, you know, all our micro entrepreneurs we train now to move, I, I think direct selling is getting redefined into social commerce opportunity, uh, where you are building not only your personal brand, uh, you are endorsing a brand and DIY is the new thing. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody wants to do it themselves. And this is just a nice way for people to engage with their consumers even more. So I think digital transformation has been a huge, uh, you know, opportunity for us. And, and I do hope and I do believe that that's going to stay uh, because we are in direct selling moving towards social commerce in a big way.
1: You know, very interesting thing you mentioned that you're seeing from tier three, tier four towns adoption. I would love you to, you know, for you to share with us because this, we keep on hearing about this, but you, you have the stories, you have the examples.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I'll also give you some numbers about how a gig economy uh, in India is, is really coming in and it's, it's here to stay. Uh, and I mean, globally, you obviously know that 40% of the American workforce, they say, in the next five years, uh, is going to engage with the gig economy. Yeah. And India, we thought, uh, you know, uh, when this will happen. But already, there are 15 million people who are engaging in highly skilled, uh, as as highly skilled white collar gig economy workers. But less is known that there are 4.5 million gig economy workers in the low skilled. Uh, a space, uh, you know, the blue collar space as well. And 50% of them are women home entrepreneurs. And they are growing at 50% Kager for the last five years. It's a trend, which I see happening all across the smaller cities and towns where women want to build a supplement income for themselves and want to create that difference. And this is a no cost business. And this is a business in which you can work with your circle of family and friends and you can endorse products and with being going digital i mean you can make that uh, through your uh, you know normal uh, connection so it becomes a little more easy and i've seen this change happening like i said in tier three tier four because of this gig economy which is really working very well for all of us there was this
1: announcement, right? Like that you have earmarked an investment of rupees 1,000 crores for India, which includes an investment of 600 crores to set up a manufacturing facility in Tamil Nadu. Uh, just tell us about this. No, This is a huge investment in the country.
0: So, uh, you know, Ambe in the last 22 years uh, has invested close to about 1,000 crores. Uh, way back in 2012, Uh, We wanted to uh, make our supply chain uh, very self-sufficient, the Atmanirbharta. 98% of actually what we sell in India, we manufacture uh, in India. Mm -hmm. And therefore, uh, we entered into a MOU with the government of Tamil Nadu. And uh, 600 crores we have invested uh, in the last six years in our state-of-the-art manufacturing plant. And we manufacture all our vitamins, minerals, dietary supplements, the state-of-the-art world-class, uh, you know, cosmetics line uh, with the brand Artistry. I mean, all that is in-house manufactured in India. And now it's been a couple of years; we have been running the plant very successfully. Uh, beyond that, we envision at least 100 to 150 crores, even these times uh, where people are thinking, you know, uncertainty. Uh, maybe some some uh, companies have uh, you know uh, 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 mitigated their investments but i think we are going full on uh, because we believe the india market is a huge opportunity which is going to drive uh, the global growth and, and the best thing in the crisis is, is to make sure that you know we create new uh, opportunities for innovation yeah. uh, so we are putting in a lot of uh, money towards innovations uh, and you know itc is a great example uh, where we are investing uh, through a collaboration where our, our back-end uh, uh, science and innovation team is working with them to develop new formats, uh, to bring supplements on your breakfast table. you know. So all those money is getting uh, pumped into innovation. It's get getting pumped into creating a new digital uh, infrastructure. It's getting pumped in to make sure that a manufacturing, which is world-class, is also highly automated. So, I mean, those are the investments uh, on consumer experiences, uh, which we are now getting into even more uh, bullish than ever before.
1: You know, Anvay operates across the world. Do you see any kind of a difference in the consumption, in uh, in things that work in Indian market, like particularly in Indian market with Indian consumers?
0: So I think uh, I'll mention a couple of things. One, since you mentioned uh, the nutraceutical industry as such, uh, the key trend uh, which I see there Uh, which is not only in India, but also globally. And people ask me what's in. I say immunity and nutrition. I mean, those two things are in. I mean, who wants to be called a patient? You know, you don't want to go to the hospital anymore. And and gone are the days where we all felt, you know, it's comfortable to go to a hospital, to approach a a doctor. Today you are in self-isolation. So self-care to my mind right now is the new way to care. You know, preventive is better than... Uh, prevention. I mean, you know, those are the old adages which are coming back forth. But the key thing to your point from an Indian consumer perspective is today, even my kids are talking about Ayurveda. I mean, they are going back to the roots of what was created thousands and thousands of Indi- uh, you know, uh, years ago. And we are going back to going, uh, being familiar with what was around us uh, in different elements. Uh, but But I think that is again, doing a resurgence I would say from a consumer uh, taste, uh, from a consumer preference, because it comes very naturally to us, recommended by moms, right? So I think affordable healthcare along with Ayurveda, I think those are the two uh, big foundations which the Indian consumer has now laid for itself, uh, which to my mind redefines the landscape of the nutraceutical industry. Uh, we already have a range of Ayurveda products. And like I said, you know, we are uh, uh, creating. A new science and innovation team uh, along with an R&D center which will help us uh, you know accelerate our journey towards being the best in class when it comes to affordable healthcare and Ayurveda. What is that
1: one product you have been using for Amway for the last as many years?
0: <laughs> I mean I have many favorites uh, you know honestly and uh, you go to my kitchen you will have you will have my kitchen being called the protein kitchen I think protein is is very, very important. You come to my bedroom, you will see my Omega, you will see my daily, which keeps me activated, you know, all day long. You go to my uh, bathroom, you will see, you know, Amway cleaners, the way today we are cleaning our clothes, right? So you'll see me doing, you'll see me, you know, using my toothpaste. So I am a fan of all the great Amway products because I believe in, uh, you know, the quality of our products. Uh, some of the things which you do in our manufacturing processes are are, are unparalleled. So it comes out of the trust, which obviously consumer needs to guess. And see, I'm very close to my manufacturing. You know, I I feel uh, that I can use and complement my living with all those uh, products. But my favorite, honestly, is Tulsi. Uh, Because (laughs) I think it's a great immunity product. And our one tablet of Tulsi, you'll not believe, has got 100 uh, dried leaves of Tulsi, which has the right um, uh, purity, and it has the right potency. Uh, And so, I mean, uh, we have got traceability to prove it too.
1: How do you continue to stand out? How do you continue to differentiate? Amte is a brand and it has continued to be a brand in India. What are some of the things that you think you've done right in the Indian market to stand out?
0: And you're talking about beauty in specific, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, as far as beauty is concerned, that's close to about uh, 12%, uh, you know, of our overall uh, business. And very early, we knew that we needed the right, um, it's not just about price point, but also differentiated offering, which connects with our consumers. Uh, so we have got in India, the the top, top of the line, uh, most premium skincare uh, regime, which is artistry. We also developed Products for the Indian consumer based on extensive research across the country with the various skin types. Uh, And we launched Attitude. So it's not like a run of the mill brand, it's highly differentiated. And the best thing which we offer is that there are many, uh, 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 what should I say, herbs uh, which you use for your supplements, but you can also apply on your skin. So, I mean, since we have got that entire knowledge and the entire domain of seeds to supplements, we have extended that to beauty also. So our beauty has uh, the best in class, uh, you know, uh, uh, products, which are uh, sourced organically. And then we are now making sure that there is a story around which we are able to market it to consumers. So very differentiated uh, and you're right. I mean, it's a highly competitive space, but the again, critical thing is that our distributors uh, provide through personal recommendation, the right solutions, which uh, you know off the shelf a consumer may not understand. But if you were to ask few questions through a, through a, through a consultant or an expert, then you will get and lead yourself to the right solutions, which, which is the value which a distributors offer to the consumer.
1: People who uh, sell Amway products, they are so passionate about it. And like you said that they recommend you. How do you see their roles evolve in the post pandemic world?
0: I think you are right, and and I was reading. Uh, I think it at HBR, uh, once once the salesperson becomes digital, uh, is it the end of the of the cliché salesperson? Uh, but I think uh, you know uh, it has to be a combination of uh, an omni-channel strategy, yeah. uh, and to my mind, I mean you have to be high touch and you have to be high tech. I think you need both, right? And enabling people with the right digital solutions, I mean, that's the best thing you can achieve in any organization. And therefore our goal is that we digitize the experience which our distributors provide to our consumers, which are much more data-based, much more analytical-based, and much more based on the fact that, you know, it is customized, it is personalized. So I think those are the trends which we are honestly uh, chasing uh, because I think you're so very right. Uh, I mean, if people were to be replaceable, uh, you know, I don't think there is any industry which can say that. And uh, I think people are our uh, biggest strength, especially in any industry, because people create brands. Finally, brands, you know, don't create uh, people, and and we are in a people business, and and therefore we understand uh, people maybe even more. Uh, and look at social commerce, look at influencers. I mean, the impact which they can create socially engaging with the, with the community of consumers is much more, much more than only a high touch strategy. So if okay. it's a high touch as well as a high tech strategy, I think you have got both sides of the world covered and still people may choose to be in one world, yeah. but at least you are uh, enabling yourself to, to, to work in both the worlds and there'll be a time when the world will get unified.
1: There's such huge investment happening in the startup world. They're like every month there is some investment in social commerce and direct selling is a huge thing, big thing. But Amway has been doing it. Like Amway has been doing it for so many years. Uh, what do you have to say about their social commerce and, and, and what do you think of the potential of social commerce in India?
0: I think India is so rightly placed with the entrepreneurship opportunity. Mm-hmm every uh, bright student who i see coming out of the best colleges uh, vocational education in india everybody wants to uh, be become an entrepreneur yeah. right the question for them if i were in this, their place is what do they need right they need the right skill sets i mean in these days money is chasing the right entrepreneurs you need the right skill sets. You need to be digitally savvy. You need to work on a business model, which is based on data and analytics. And I think that's the space for you. And if you are good marketing yourself in the social platforms and create a community of engaged, loyal and trusted people, I mean, that's the world for you. I mean, I've seen young people uh, working through different work streams and all of them are trying to find their digital way and you know it's everybody's on a journey and it's just remarkable how entrepreneurship to my mind can be unleashed with social commerce yeah. and india needs entrepreneurship social commerce is arriving in india if you marry both of them it's just going to be explosive growth and to the benefit of the indian consumer and to the benefit of all the brands which the millennials are going to create for us and at these times have also shown how businesses are going to be valued in the future based on resilience. Yeah. Uh, and resilience comes out of innovation and entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, and and if you put all of those together, the best businesses who are going to be valued at the highest levels are the businesses just not on corporate governances Yeah. And just not on the financial credibility, but on the resilience they show in times of crisis. And like I said, innovation entrepreneurship are the ones which are going to define resilience because again it's about people
1: one question i have to ask is that uh, uh, you know you have such a huge community of people of uh, uh, you know women working with you have you created a community
0: women to my mind have taken the center stage uh, when it comes to uh, ambe in specific and uh, i'll give an example in korea i mean 80% of our entrepreneurs are women and they lead the business. It's a one billion dollar market, which is almost like four times the size of India. And in India, like I said, 60 percent, uh, you know, are women, and we are trying uh, to make sure that we are providing them multiple platforms. A lot of them, over a period of time, have morphed now from physical uh, interfaces, uh, learning opportunities, skill transfers, now to online. A ways in which we engage with our uh, women communities and making sure it's all about empowerment. I mean, mm-hmm. you can offer anything to anybody, but I mean, what the other person has to take is highly personalized, and you cannot provide one, uh, you know, a fits for all. So I think what we are doing is we are through very differentiated models in our training solutions, making sure that they are developing their capabilities and developing their capacity. To the way they would like to run their own business, mm. and I have seen them take things up which I thought would be much different than what they actually did, but it was the right solution, you know, for them. Whether it was whether it was killing themselves on how to lead a team, whether it was how to you know demonstrate a product, whether it is how to manage conflicts in a team, and how to tackle uh, you know a difficult conversation with a consumer. You know, all these are skills. Uh, with which you can grow in the AMBA business. And these are provided to you at no cost by the company. And there are also peers around you who influence you. So I think we have got multiple communities across the country uh, for our women and, and more so on different skills, uh, which, which we believe are going to make sure that they become successful women entrepreneurs. Wow. The labor participation rate of women in India is the lowest, I mean, in any emerging economy. And they say, uh, the GDP of the country, I mean, forget about all the investments, which we, which India is looking from, uh, you know, us or Europe or FDI in whichever industry you just, just focus on women empowerment. You focus on women participation rate in our, uh, in our, in our, in our workforce, I mean, the seas will change in India and you will becoming, you will become as progressive as a society not only as an industry superpower, but as a society, which I think is much more fundamental uh, uh, because women are the gatekeeper for, for the home. So I'm, I'm, I sincerely believe that any effort by any organization towards women empowerment is actually serving the needs of the society more than anything which we could do as corporate leaders or as a citizens of the country.
1: What has money meant to you personally in your life?
0: I think uh, if you think money as a means, and not as an ends. I think it's best way to put money in its right place. Uh, I think for me, people come first, people at the center, and people always. And uh, only if we can serve, uh, you know, uh, ourselves first through our health, both physical and mental, uh, our friends and family, and then society at large. I think money is just, uh, uh, um, what should I say, equivalent equivalent of some... uh, 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 where where I mean human emotions where they cannot place and you have to trade in, uh, in, in in products and services and then that's that's the role which money should play beyond that to my mind money is just a means uh, to a wonderful society which we should create around us uh, the principles of which should be family freedom hope and reward.